Hello, welcome back to another episode of the David Watson podcast. Today, I had a great conversation with Zach Khan. And Zach is a bodybuilder, has been bodybuilding for I think, nearly 30 years before we got into bodybuilding and a bit about his life. We got into the world's politics and put a few things right, put our own little worlds to right, so to speak. But it was a great conversation. And I got surprised by Zach because when I asked him about training, he taught, taught me something that I've never heard anyone else talk about. So you'll have to listen to learn about that. But also, unfortunately, towards the hour and a half mark, his phone cut off. So it just suddenly goes dead. But I promise you, it's well worth listening to him and check out the footnotes if you want to jump to certain parts. And as always, like, subscribe, and thank you very much for your support. It's appreciated. Hey, hello, and thank you for coming on the David Watson podcast. How are you? Yes, I'm fine. Thank you for having me on, David. Looking forward to it. Yeah, same as. I appreciate it. I've been following you on Instagram now. Well, I don't know how many accounts I've switched over and followed you on because you keep getting kicked off. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've calmed down a lot, so... You know, but uh, I've, I've followed you around for a while. Yeah, I, it's just the problem with uh, Instagram and Facebook book is like you can't say certain things because of people get the nippers in a twist. You know, we live in a society of woke people and everything is offensive. You know, everything's offensive to somebody. You know what I mean? But it's like this, I always say to people like, you know, you choose to follow who you want to follow. And and obviously, you follow people who are similar, like-minded people as you. And, you know, that's what you do. I'm not going to follow somebody who, who I don't agree with their views and then get, you know, get my knickers in a twist because they said something was deemed offensive to me, you know? And I just think we're living in a society now where everybody can complain about everything and everything's offensive to everyone. And, you know, there is no freedom of speech. And, you know, thank God, you know, Elon Musk has taken over Twitter now. So it's more freedom of speech, more freedom of speech there. So that's why I've started using, uh, using Twitter more now. It is a funny world, isn't it? Because, I mean, I, I literally cannot comprehend how you can get upset about something you can scroll past. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I just, uh, I just, I just think, you know, we live in a, where are you from yourself? I'm basically, if you think of Stonehenge, that's where I am. Oh, okay. So, yeah, like I said to you, you know, we we live in a society now where, you know, people can complain about everything and everything's offensive. And, you know, and nobody, you know, you can't say anything what's on your mind anymore because you might be mistaking it for uh, toxic masculinity, misogynistic. You know what I mean? What the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah, being being homophobic, being uh, uh, transphobic. You know what I mean? Being, uh, you know, like I said to you, everything's got a name for it now. You know what I mean? Everything's got a name, and you know you can't. You can't speak your mind without, you know, you know, having your opinion being heard, you know, because you feel like there's always somebody there who can complain. And then all of a sudden, 
you're on this algorithm of Instagram or Facebook, as soon as you share something, they will ban you for 30 days or, you know what I mean? It's just, like, I just can't believe this. Like, it's, you know, kids can scroll on Instagram or TikTok and see girls with the titties bouncing about and asses bouncing about. But, mm. you know, as soon as you share something and, you know, like, look, uh, look at, like, Andrew Tate, you know, a simple matter of fact. You know what I mean? So, you know, like really teachers in school are bringing up the topic of conversation is that, you know, don't uh, follow Andrew Tate and don't listen to what he says. Like, really, like, if you think about it, like people people like him are really just saying, listen, it's fine to be masculine. It's fine to go to the gym. It's fine to have aspiration and goals to be rich and famous and drive a nice car. But, you know, you can't, that's wrong now in schools. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, I I, yeah. It and is, like, because we've got into this weird, weird place where on one hand, you're supposed to strive to be an individual who wants to be somebody. And that's fine. As long as everyone else is happy for you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically like, you know, and it's like, you know, schools, there, there should be no place in schools to talk about sex, you know what I mean? Oh, school is, Yeah, school is not for that, you know what I mean? School's not about, you know, whether it is what's in a heterosexual or homosexual or whatever, now they're coming out with LGBT stuff, you know what I mean? It's like school is not the place to, you know, show kids about at a certain age. You know when you're like eight, nine, ten years old and stuff like that. And you and that's what they're teaching you. It's like, come on. It's like they they starting the brainwashing early with our with our young generation with the kids and you know and it's, and it's confusing things. You know what I mean? I do because I was so for context, I'm uh, my mum is Irish, my dad was English. So in true good British politics, my my southern Irish mother married a British soldier in the middle of the flipping the whole Northern Ireland shit going on back in the 70s, right? So you can imagine politics in my house was not something that was discussed when it came to sort of, you know, the Northern Ireland situation. But I went to a Catholic primary school, which is just at the bottom of my road. And when I was a kid growing up in that sort of Catholic environment in that school, if you were at mass assembly or some sort of group thing and you started speaking when you were supposed to shut up, a nun would quickly come across the room and inform you of why you were going to shut up. And normally that would be a clip around the ear. And I went yeah. there to see my niece, and you're talking nearly 25 years later, first time I've stepped back in this Catholic school. And there is teachers trying to negotiate silence with these kids. And I'm just like, <laughs> wow, right. the nuns and the sisters would be turning in their graves if they was, could see this. Yeah, it's like uh, I saw a video on um, Twitter the other day. There was a kid, um, <clears throat> the teacher took away the console from the room because the kids weren't uh, behaving. So she took the console away. And as she was walking away, this kid runs at her, rugby tackles her to the floor and starts punching her in the face. It's like, wow. You know, l listen, you know, I think to myself saying, we are moving away from times where, you know, we're giving too much choices to kids. Do you know what I mean? You can't yeah, negotiate with a child. It's a child. 
You know what I mean? It has to be told what to do. And you know, in you know this, you know, in uh, Japan eh, and China, kids from the age of two till uh, eight years old, they don't go to school to learn maths, English, and stuff like this. What they learn is they learn about respect. Yeah. They learn. They learn how to treat the elders. They learn to play each with each other nicely. That's what they learn. They learn manners. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's the thing, you know, we are missing in this country, unfortunately. Now it's gone to parts, you know, before, you know, like like my dad says to me, you know, when we went to when he went to school, you know, in Kashmir, and uh, you were scared of the teacher. Oh yeah. Because you know if you said the wrong word, you would get caned. Well, you know what I mean? I do, because like I said, I, I grew up in a Catholic primary school and if you didn't fear the wrath of God you feared the, the backhand of the sister or the nun or the yeah. priest. <laughs> and I myself, you know, the, and you, you know, when you look at this country now and you look at the makeup of it and you look at what's happening, it's like, you couldn't pay me enough to be a teacher. Why would you want to teach these fucking kids with you the way they are? You know, it's like we, we are moving away from discipline. We are moving away from respect. And, you know, like they say, you know, and you're giving kids too much choice and you try to speak to a kid like an adult. And and, and, and the problem is, eh, these, you know, mothers just start at home. And if you don't, you know, I always say to people, eh, listen, it doesn't I don't care if you're Muslim, whether you're Christian, whether you're Buddhist, you know what I mean? I just think eh, everybody needs religion in their household. And every, everybody needs to know what their limits are. And religion gives you that. Religion gives you limits. If we didn't have uh, limits eh, in life, we would be like animals. You know what I mean? We would be like the animal kingdom where everybody would be killing each other, where there will be no consequences. People will be fornicating with underage, with their families, incest, everything. Yeah, it happens now as well. But, but what I'm saying to you is, but the thing, about, the thing about it is, there is no fear, you know what I mean? And some people, that's, and, and it's deemed wrong. They, and the problem is they try to get away from religion now. And, you know, before, before it was, let's cause a rift between religion, Muslims and Christians. Let's not, let's not bring the Jews into it because you'll be, you know, anti-Semitic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, you can say what you want about Muslims, you can say what you want about Christians, but as soon as you mention something about Jews, you're anti-Semitic. And, uh, and, and now, what's it now? Because they can't use that no more now about religions, you know, people fighting uh, with different religions, they're using now is men fighting women. You know what I mean? The feminists. Yeah. against you know what i mean so they're using that now and they're using sex you know what i mean transgender against you know this and it's all it's, it's divide and conquer and it's always been divide and conquer you know what i mean if it people is, really, it, it is because people kind of under i think i think there's that frustration isn't there because people see kind of think they see what's going on but then when you, you point out a blatant fact to them, they're just like, oh, uh, no, no, no. I mean, I, I had this argument with somebody the other day about the whole Ukraine-Russia thing. It's just like, hang on, NATO broke the Minsk agreement. They, they had a treaty with Russia that they broke. 
They, yeah. you know, I'm not I, trying to a... condone anyone's actions. What I'm saying is, Russia yeah. didn't just waltz into Ukraine, and they've actually been at war since I think about 2014. Yeah, and a, a lot of people don't realize this. You know, the problem you've got now is it's like this: TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. People see 10 second clips huh. and they make their mind up from that instead of watching the whole story, the whole picture. And that's what you've got now. You've got people with short concentration span. So, you know, they'll see somebody and they'll say, oh, he's misogynistic or oh, he's a homophobe. And they'll just show certain se segments of that clip and then they will all tarnish that person. Do you know what I mean? And it's like they don't even realize with the, with the Russian situation is this, it's like, you do realize there, eh, Ukraine, the the they all support Nazis. You do realize there, eh, the black people in Ukraine are classed as second class citizen. You do realize there, eh, they they are still uh, what's it now, treating Russian uh, what's it now people in Ukraine like shit. You know what I'm saying? And you do. Yeah. People around the world say, oh, yeah, Russia's started this war. No, but you ask yourself this, you know, all Russia says, stay away from our borders. You know what I'm saying? They so, had a signed treaty agreement with NATO. The NATO said they would not put NATO forces on the Russian border. And yeah. then went and put NATO forces on the Russian border. And then accused yeah. Russia of provoking them by moving soldiers near the border of their own country. Well, they're allowed to do that. It's their country. They can do whatever yeah. they want within the border of their country. Yeah, I, like I always say to somebody, it's like this, and you've got a house there, and then somebody comes outside your house there with a tank, and another person comes outside the back of your house with another tank. Then another person comes uh, uh, next to your house with another tank, and then uh, covering every side. What are you going to do? Hmm. Are you going to retaliate? Or are you just going to sit there and let them, what's it now, point these guns at your house, ready to fucking blow you up? You know, imagine, the thing about it, imagine doing that to America, having warships there uh, near near Florida, near New York, near Canada, you know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah, all these... the shit would hit the fan. Exactly. You know, like I said to you, listen, in this game of war, there's no innocent parties, I totally understand no. that. But, but the thing about it is this war is all f for Biden for him to money launder all his money because if they've been giving billions to uh what's it now ukraine where is that money mm. it's yeah. like first time man eh? it's first time i've seen something like this where usually when there's a war happening yeah like the iraq war the afghanistan war whatever war is happening eh? There is coverage about everything what's going on what's happening what cities been broken down you're not seeing nothing. No. It's, it's like, almost like a media blackout. Yeah. It's a media blackout. So people are basically, they're putting out little segments out there saying, oh, yeah, Ukraine's winning. This is happening. That's happening. It's like, I don't even know how the Ukraine war is affecting us here in England. How is it affecting us? What business did we do with Russia before that? We didn't get our fuel from Russia. So why has our fuel gone up? And the energy companies have just admitted now that this is the biggest profit they've made since the 1930s. Yeah, yeah. It's just... It's... it's I, I, I literally... I, it's 
I literally don't know one how to figure it out, and two, just how people are so blind to it. I think the problem you've got is, you know, you've got to ask yourself, like, you know, the crazy thing about all this situation is the people who are smart and who are well-educated are the ones who are more prone to this bullshit, are more prone to, you know, like, the lockdown and the, the vaccine, and there were more, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's it. like, if it, it's like, you know, listen, I'm, I'm all for freedom of choice. Listen, if you want to do something, do it. But if the next person doesn't want to do it, give him the God-given right not to do it and do not punish him. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I went through loads of shit with the vaccine because I actually work in healthcare. I work in head injury rehabilitation and one of my main clients um, suffers from chest infections. So I was just like, Pfft. so I, I had two things going on. I had an organizer or the government saying, if you guys don't take your vaccinations, you're going to be fired. But I also yeah. had a guy that, he suffered from suffers from chest infections. So in terms of kind of infection control, we're kind of always in that area anyway. So the whole team, as far as I'm aware, we all had most of our vaccines, right? Because if we can reduce his risk, then, and you're taking his money because he pays you, you're kind of like, okay. And then it comes out, uh, was it to the end of last year in the EU court? Oh yeah, we never said anything about them stopping transmission. All right, so there's no need for me to take a vaccine at all then. I took one on the basis of it would potentially, we were told potentially, it would prevent him, lower his risk of transmitting it from yeah. us if we caught COVID. So morally, I felt obliged to protect him. And then it turns out Pfizer have come out and said, or AstraZeneca, one of them came out in court and said, no, we never said that and we never tested for it. Oh, right. See what I mean? It's like, it's it's just all this shit, the pressure they put on everybody, yeah. It's like the the drug cartels there yeah, out there basically had everybody hostage into their own homes. Yeah. So the good the drug cartels are the fucking government. Yeah, you know what I mean? And yeah, who runs yeah, the government? Yeah, who runs the government is the elites on, on the top, yeah? These are the gr 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 drug cartels. So basically they forced all of us to lose our freedom and get in our houses and watch the fucking fear-mongering media, yeah? Until they had everybody brainwashed there to, for them to take their vaccines. And the only way you couldn't get your freedom back was to take your vaccine. And then they give you a little bit of your freedom back, then you had to get another vaccine and take a little bit more freedom and get another vaccine. And then once they knew that they had the the vast minority of the population and the new the other people who are not going to take it were never going to take it so they couldn't do nothing about it so they yeah. had to give up because and you know and the people were so easy i never known you know england there eh, people so easy to bend over for the government for them to shaft them it's like i've never seen it ever in my life like you know People, people in this country eh, talk about how much fucking balls they've got and how much and talk about their rights they gave up their rights over a Burger King, over a Krispy Kreme donut. You know what I'm saying? I do, because it's one of the things I found really strange, because I'm old enough to remember things like the poll tax riots and stuff like yeah. that, where people hit the streets because Margaret Thatcher decided to introduce poll tax, and, and people were just refusing and going to court. I'm not paying my tax by poll tax, going to court, going to prison. Like, no, you're yeah. not getting a fucking penny out of me. And, and I then see this, and... It's, 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 yeah, but, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, but not only were worshipers seeing this, it's like seeing that people were like harassing people who didn't take the vaccine. Yeah. It was like, you know, and they had their flags on their social media saying, I'm vaccinated and stuff like that. It's like, wow. You know, and it's, isn't it funny that they call the, what, the people who they call conspiracy theorists, all these conspiracies have become correct? Well, yeah, all of them. There's literally nothing so far that hasn't turned out to be right. Yeah, you know, and and that's why, like, you know, you know, I always say to people, eh, you know what, there, there comes a time in your life eh, when the veil comes off in this world and then you see everything for what it is and you see the evil what's going on and, you know, and, and that's the time when you ask yourself, eh, you know what, sometimes... You know who who does want to live forever? You know what I mean. Is is it, there? There is nothing you know us poor people can do to make a change because the human race itself won't stand up together. We together, the numbers can topple the establishment. Oh yeah, yeah, but easily, easily. But people are the, the problem is the mass people, the mass of people are too afraid and too tribal and you know like like you say it's far too e easy for the media to just say something about muslims jews christians or whatever all right we're going to divide up even though like hang on a second i don't even know a muslim what, what am i getting upset about muslims for? i don't know any yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's like it's crazy i always tell people that if you want to know uh, what's going on in the world just step out your front fucking door yeah. and and look at your neighbours, look at the different race of people who are around you and ask yourself, is that a bad black person? Is that a bad white person? Is that a bad Asian person? Ask yourself this. You yeah. can't tarnish everybody with the same brush, but the problem is, once it's put on news, it's gospel. And people need to realise that, you know, the news, the media, the newspaper is all paid by the cartels, the big big elite up there. You know, they run everything and then that's what it is. And we're living in a we're living in a crazy time uh, and it's called the Great Reset. And this is what's happening. Well, I've seen something the other day. Um have you have you um heard of BlackRock, the hedge fund or the company, the finance company BlackRock? I've heard a bit about it, yeah. You just look at the, the. I was watching this thing on it. It was like a bit of a documentary about it. It was only like ten minutes, um, but it was. Um, yeah, they literally own about fifty percent of everything in the world, yeah, yeah. and they're, they're a finance company, like a hedge fund, and they, they like literally. And they, when you see things kicking off, they own opposing sides. Yeah, and and that's what they. That's what happened from beginning of the times. The wars, the wars were funded um, by the bankers. The both sides were, and 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 this is what this is what happens now. It's like you know, you see what they're doing to the city centres in the UK. It's like now, just now, this month, uh, next week, is starting the uh, the clean uh, green air zone in the city centres. So yeah. you can't go into the city centre if your vehicle is not, you know, uh, what's it now, electric or Crap. the low emissions. Like you tell me something. Like, 
exactly. So basically, there will be no pollution in the city centre because people driving around the city centre now, all the fumes around the city centre won't get blown into the city centre. Like, it's just going to stay there. It's the same as Oxford. I think it was in Oxford that they were literally protesting like mad and people were getting arrested. Nothing on the news about it. That people are actually saying, we don't want these bloody green zones. Piss off. Yeah, no, and, yeah, and it's all also about the fifteen-minute cities. What the city? What they want to do there? Yeah. So basically, they want, they want to build these fifteen-minute city where people don't have to travel no more than fifteen minutes to get to their work, get to shopping, get to the doctors, get to anything. So all all your you know amenities there are fifteen minutes, and but so that way you're in these zones. So for you to get out of these zones, you need a passport uh, or a, a certain card to yeah, get out of these zones. It's just like, I can't, I, I literally can't fathom how this is happening in this, in the, in, yeah. it's just like, hang on a second. You see what they're doing? They're picking cities there eh, mm. where they know they can do it first too. And, and then they'll slowly start doing it. And before you know it, you'll be, you, you'll be, a, you might not be in a 15 minute city here. Eh? But you can't get into that city because it's a fifteen-minute city. So basically, if, if, as soon as they build a fifteen-minute city, none of us are going to want to visit. Yeah, and, and but that's the thing about it is that you know it's it's, it's basically they they want us to stop traveling. They still they want they want to stop us going to other countries. They want to they want to keep you in like fucking chickens and eh? in a caged. You know what I mean? And you know they talk about overpopulation. Listen. Have you ever looked on the map, eh? And have you actually seen how much space there is free in UK and space is free in the world? Exactly oh, yeah. where all the cities are. Most of the cities are on edge edge of the countries. You look at Australia; seventy percent of Australia is empty. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I, I mean, I've I've been to Russia. Uh, you know, it's like um, I've been I went to Moscow years ago. I went a few times, and. You can drive for days in Moscow, uh, in Russia, and not come across another town. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the same as Canada. You can drive for days in Canada. You can drive for days in Australia. Day, you know, and you won't come across anything. Exactly. We're, we're all, we're all, uh, it's all, all overpopulated in cities because that's where they're building everything. Yeah. If you're building everything there, that's where people are going to move. So you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like now you've got in Sheffield and you've got, you know, this green air all coming, but people are going to be losing business now. You know, these people who have got shops in city centres, they're going to be losing business. They'll have to end up selling their business cheap to these big corporations. These big corporations will come in and turn it into student accommodation. This fucking Sheffield will become a student city. And then you know what? It'll just be a ghost town. And, you know, all businesses will be gone from there you know what i mean it's yeah. basically to buy out where it's i buy am out. where well where i am in salisbury's is business after business is about i mean salisbury's a small city anyway but there's about 40 shops that have closed down now yeah yeah it's, it's almost yeah. at 50 percent yeah closed. yeah like i said to you it's like you know we're living in a time where it's, it's a bit crazy what's going on because it's happening in front of your eyes but people are just like doing nothing and 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 and, and, and you know if uh, if people are doing nothing they're going to carry on doing it it's like you know yeah people are making noises they expressing their views and stuff like that but the problem is it's like but 
just by talking about it and making a loud noise, it's not doing nothing. You have to physically do something. You have to physically boycott, you know, these companies. You have to do yeah. that. You know, hit them where it hurts. It's like if tomorrow, you know, if they ban somebody for their views on social media, eh, saying that, oh, this person can't say that, and everybody else just goes, goes oh, that's not fair. And listen, listen, disable your account. Stop using that social media platform. Watch them. Watch them reinstate everybody. Watch freedom yeah. of speech come back. You know what I mean? You can't You can't go to the streets and march anymore more because what only happens is only 10% of them people see that. You know what I'm saying? If you want to do a protest, you have to hit them where it hurts. And that's with technology now. You know, it's no point going to a city in London and marching, you know, whether there's a thousand of you or whether there's 10,000 of you. You can't, you will, you will do more damage eh, to them if you bloody black out the uh, social media uh, what's in interfaces like Facebook. Could you imagine a million people tomorrow stop using Facebook or Instagram or whatever platform? Well, because it was when they did the COVID marches in London the media didn't cover it. And exactly. the only place you could see it was on was on social media. And the odd com the odd sort of there was one, I think it was a BBC said, Oh, a few hundred people have turned up and somebody had an aerial shot of it. And it's like, no, there's about a hundred thousand people there. Well you see what I'm saying? It's mm. like it, 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 that doesn't hurt them no more because they'll do a media blackout. You 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 know, every day a person doesn't use that social media uh, what's in our platform, they're losing money. Yeah, they're losing money and they're losing millions and billions. You know what I mean? Hit them where it hurts. Can you imagine if tomorrow everybody yeah, stopped using Facebook or Instagram tomorrow? What would happen? Oh, they'd be decimated, decimated. You see what I'm saying? It's like we, we have got the power, but the problem is people fucking use this power for stupid things like twerking their titties and asses. Also, I mean, and we'll get this around to bodybuilding soon, but it is everybody wants the 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 quick fix, don't they? They don't want the hassle. They don't want the trouble. Everybody is like everybody's like this, Paul. If it's not affecting me now at the moment, yeah. well, why bother? I don't need that stress. That's the problem. You know what I mean? And uh, it's similar, you know, with with training. You know what I mean? It's like people. Uh, out there uh, are so easy to, you know, not help other people and, you know, see somebody doing something wrong on social media, they'd rather film it and laugh at them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of, you know, help them out. And that's why, you know, sport, you know, this, this industry has changed a lot. You know, it's changed for good, but it's changed for bad as well. Because before, you know, if you wanted to speak to somebody who was a professional, it, there was only a few of them around and you know and basically you, you would know from their portfolio who they who they helped and stuff like that and they get recommended it's like now on social media anybody can become anybody they want and buy their followers and make out they're something they're not and people don't know that these young people don't know that they, they think oh yeah this person's got x amount of followers he posts the right stuff, he says the right stuff, you must know it. And the problem is that this industry is now is flooded with so much misinformation, like 
the news. You know what I mean? And it's hard to find the real, you know what I mean? The real hardcore. Because you put a thing on your story today about some leg workout you'd given somebody and they said it was like the three-day Tom Platt's yeah. workout. Yeah. So basically, I just said to somebody, I go, if your legs aren't growing and you're training them and they're not hurting, then why not train them in the next day? Hurt them until they fucking hurt. You know, there's no, there is no fucking, you know, uh, what's it now, book what states and holy grail states that you can only train that body part once a week or twice a week. You have to, you have to listen to your body. You know, you have to build that intensity up. You have to, you have to know. You need to. I always tell people there is so many different ways of training. Pick one, choose it, but put some fucking heart and balls into that workout. You know, you've got to train balls to the wall and train till you know you know that you can't do no more. And that's all you have to do. There is no right workout. There is no right workout. I'm glad you but, said that because it pisses me off when people, I, I'll talk to people and they talk about rest and recovery and you're like, fuck off. Why not have a, come back and see me when you've had a proper workout where you are actually <laughs> hanging. You know, if, if you've had an arms day, right, depending on what your split is or what you do. If, so if you've done arms and you can go get in the shower and wash your, wash your hair, hair you've, you've not had a workout. Yeah. You've not done a yeah. fucking arm workout. <laughs> yeah. If you train your arms there and you can, and you can still like twitch your face after it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You haven't you have had a proper workout, and and that's the uh, that's the problem. Is it's like intensity is missing from people's workouts. It's like people are posting some of their workouts on social media. I'm like, why? Who are you actually motivating with that workout? You know, it's like they have to post something. It's like what what have you actually posted, and who is it motivating? Before, you know, uh, before you used to see people train and these stuff, training videos out like Dorian Yates, Ronnie yeah. Coleman, and stuff like that. And that is what, you saw that and you wanted to go to the gym and train. Now you see people's social media workouts and you're like, what the hell is that even about? So, because I've seen videos of you training with Dorian Yates. Yeah. Like, going way back when, I guess. Was that in his Birmingham... Jim, the one that he talks about where you went down the stairs into yeah, the cellar. Yeah. You, so you actually trained yeah, in yeah. that one? Yeah, yeah, I actually trained in that gym. Yeah. That was like a proper spit and sawdust gym. And I've heard yeah, him talk yeah. about it. So it's like he, he talks about how if you were of the wrong mindset, it's quite intimidating. So could you go down these stairs? And he says, yeah. you walk into a gym and yeah. the, the thing that cuts the, immediately as you walk in is the intensity of everybody in there. Because he said, Nobody, if you weren't serious, you weren't there. Yeah, exactly. The thing about it is it separated the men from the boys. And, you know, one thing you taught me was intensity. Yeah. I thought I was training hard until you tra I trained with them. And honestly, it was then that taught me the next level. You know what I mean? How to train. And that's what I think a lot of people need is you do need to personally go and train with someone and realize how exactly that next level is because you can't see on a workout video you 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 don't you don't see the mind and muscle connection you don't see the way you're you're doing the weights and how it's lifting and how it's moving you know what i mean and just because something uh, looks good on one person doesn't mean your you know your body mechanics are similar to his 
So, you know what I mean? You need to pick exercises. You know, exercise selection for your body type is very important. That's why you can't just follow your favorite bodybuilder's workout and expect to be the same. How long have you been training for? Well, me, I've been training for like over 25 years, man. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so it's been a while. It's a long time. So, like, um, yes. Do you remember how old you were or what you saw that made you go, I want to do that? Yeah, uh, it was the Rocky video. You know, it was like, right. yeah. 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 Yeah, Rocky training. You know, when Rocky's training for his fight. Yeah, yeah. For Apollo, for Apollo Creed. Yeah, uh -huh. that's what... Uh, that's what got me into like training and physical activity. Like I used to do press ups, chin ups, skipping, and stuff like that. You know, when I was a kid, I like I used to like sport. And from there, you know, like I couldn't afford to go. I didn't know didn't know what a gym was then. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Then I remember like later on, you know, my dad got me some plastic weights which we used to fill up with water. <laughs> <laughs> I remember them. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. they, you know, they were the thing back in the day, weren't they? Yeah, they did the job, innit? They did the job. So, yeah, so it's from there. And then, then obviously, when I got uh, older and uh, left school and stuff like that and went to college, then I was able to go to a gym, you know, one day a week type of thing. And I used to go there and spend one whole day training my whole body once a week, you know what I mean? Because I couldn't afford to go three times a week or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so I used to go like once a week and like from there, you know, um, the gym owner saw me and he was like, oh, you, you should compete. You've got a decent physique on you. I went, compete. I went, nah, I can't do that. You know what I mean? He goes, no, no, you'll be quite good at it. And uh, if, if you compete, like, you know, my show later this year, uh, I'll give you like free membership. And I was like, free membership? I was like, damn, well, what have I got to lose? Yeah, yeah, and and then obviously he showed me uh, some exercises as well and kept an eye on me. And from there, like three months after that, like I did his show and uh, I won it. And from there, it was like the I got the buzz, and it was no looking back from there. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So who were the bodybuilders that you were looking up to at the time? When I first got into it, it was Arnold was the main one, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was, he was in this magazine, like on Flex, like an anniversary edition, you know what I mean? Like he wasn't competing at that time, but he was the first like bodybuilder who I saw like him pumping iron and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was like, like wow, I never seen nothing like it, you know what I mean? You know, you're just mesmerizing, you don't know what's happening, yeah, and then definitely. you. Really then you realize the ease of that video is like from 20 years ago. And then you see the latest videos of the bodybuilders then. <laughs> and that time, and that time it was uh, Dorian Yates won his first Olympia. And I was like, what the fuck? He was you massive. Know what I mean? He was massive. Yeah. And then you saw Flex Wheeler, Sean Ray, Kevin Levon. You know, when I was getting into bodybuilding, there were so many awesome bodybuilders. You know what I mean? You could look at, and everybody had an awesome physique in their own right and mind. You know what I mean? And each one of them persons, like today, like could win the Olympia. You know what I mean? But yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately for them, it was Dorian was the man at the time. You know what I mean? And, yeah, because I mean Dorian. In, in I mean, people talk about the the, the kind of Christmas tree on his back. 
but yeah. you know that little sort of definition touch but you look at his quads as well and in his fucking yeah. lats, he was huge but he yeah. just and every the funny thing is when it comes to like that the bodybuilding at that level is if you're stood next to them they're all huge they're all massive but when there's like I don't know how to like say this without it sounding too clumsy, but you've got a group of guys who all look huge, but one of them stands out as being the real huge guy, and you're like, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Like if you saw them all like uh, in clothes or whatever, you think, oh wow, God, oh, my God, why is he Mr. Olympia? Why is he Mr. Olympia? Yeah. But when you're stood on stage with your posing trunk, then you realise who's Mr. Olympia. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, it's like it's exactly the same way, you know. When you were younger and you would go to, when you would go out uh, uh, into town and you'll see a nice bird and she'll stand out, amazing looking. You well, wow, she's hot. But then you go to a club and there's a lot of hot girls there. Yeah. Then you then you realize who the real hot girl is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's that's actually a really good analogy because that's one that yeah we all know that. You know, you, you yeah. think, oh, she's hot, she's hot, she's hot. And then you end up yeah. in a room full of hot birds and you're just like, oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, she's pretty, but oh, wow, that that one's really hot. And yeah. So yeah. when you look back or when you look at today, what do people <laughs> get right? Uh, what people get right now about training, I mean, or just right about what? About training. Yeah, like like I said to you, the one thing that they get right now is is that they choose bodybuilding isn't looked uh, down upon, isn't frowned upon. So you know, if somebody wants to do training, they do it, and they know it's it's cool now to be training. In my days, it was one of them things where people looked at you. You know, what I mean, look at that yeah. weird person. You know, walking weird with weird looking muscle, but now it's acceptable, and because of that. Uh, Society has uh, accepted it more. Not, not uh, as you know, it's not mainstream, but it's more acceptable because you got people like, you know, classic physiques now who are smaller yeah. people uh, compared to bodybuilders who look who are uh, appealing to the younger people and they want to look like that. Before it was like bodybuilders and not everybody looked at a bodybuilder and thought I could achieve that. Now people look at bikini girls men's physiques, you know, who wear board shorts and things like that. Oh, yeah, I could look yeah. like that. That's achievable, you know what I mean? So so I think the the misconception of it now is not as bad as it used to be. So that way they've got it right. And the way they've got it wrong is that they think drugs is going to give them that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I commented on a thread the other day because somebody was talking about, they're like, oh, you know, those guys are juiced up or something like that. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah they probably are. But judging by the size and how good they look, they're fucking training hard as well. Yeah, exactly. Just because people are juicing doesn't mean it's going to make you a champion. And, you know, there's so many people I see who are juicing and they don't even look like they train. So what does that tell you? I, I think that's also one of the biggest misconceptions, isn't it? Is people think juicing is going to make a difference if you're not if you don't train well, and it's just like no, yeah. no, you you don't understand. The, the guys that are juicing and hitting the stage and looking massive, they would outwork any one of you in the gym. Yeah, even naturally they would. 
yeah, exactly. yeah without without anything in them if you went yeah. and had a workout with them I, I pointed this out to somebody the other day or a couple of weeks ago i said look if those guys were natural and or ask one of them for a workout go and pay them for their time and see yeah. if they'll give you a training session with them and you do what they do not weights just the intensity they work yeah. at and then yeah. come back and see me and tell me it's the juice that makes a difference exactly and and that's what a lot of people are short-sighted in that way it's like it makes me laugh and a lot of people say oh they're juicing and they're going to end up dead in their 40s or whatever but listen you know but it's all right for a person to be obese and die in his 30s or 40s oh he's fine yeah or, but alcohol, if or, I, coke but, or whatever yeah, but if a bodybuilder does that, uh, oh, look at him, he's juiced up. So basically, straight away, it's because the juice is died in his 40s. But if a person who's obese, a fat fuck, yeah, who, can, who can't walk, who's been bedbound for the last 10 years, oh, poor person, oh, yeah. bless him. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. oh he, he's, he's got a thyroid disease, that's why. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we do get the brunt of everything, you know what I mean? Because there are people out there who do put out misinformation and they do talk about steroids openly and people are listening to their information and they love to get a reaction out of people. And, you know, like I always say to people, everything, listen, nothing in life you can do healthy. You know what I mean? Whether, whether you are the healthiest person in the world, you... You can live up to 80, correct? But, you know, we're all going to die at some point. So even a healthy person eh, who's eating healthy, a healthy lifestyle, who doesn't drive, who doesn't do things, he avoids every danger in society as possible, he still could be walking one day, slip and bang his head and die. You know what I mean? And, and you don't know what's around the corner. So people need to stop thinking about, oh, what's it now? This person, you, you, they're only going to live till they're 40. They're only going to live till they're 50, whatever. Listen, you know, the thing about it is, yeah, uh, smoking, same. Uh, you know, people people getting illnesses, cancer, the C word, the horrible word, exactly same. Every, everything, you know, you can only do so much in life. And and if somebody is enjoying their life and going to the gym and training, and if he is taking, if he is taking, uh, you know, his peds and you know what I mean and stuff like that, and as long as he's doing it in the best possible way for himself, who are we to say anything? But it's funny, isn't it? Because you can get, a, say, a bodybuilder who starts at twenty, but dies at fifty, and everyone says it's tragic. But they'll have spent thirty years of their life dedicated to a passion that they loved getting up for every single day. And if you asked them if they would change anything, they'd say no. Yeah, and it's a perfect example. You know, people look at Ronnie Coleman and they say, look at the state of him and everything. And you know what? Yeah, it is bad. But you know, when you ask Ronnie, would you change anything? He goes, yeah, I would. Only thing I would change is I wish I did an extra rep. Yeah, that's exactly what. And he's still in his wheelchair, on his crutches, going to the gym. And they're like, does your yeah. back not hurt? He says, yeah. Yeah. The but, thing about it is, uh, you know, what people need to realize is that just because he is this way now, eh, and exactly, would he change everything he's doing? He would have just been a nobody, what nobody knew. We're talking about him. He's gonna be, he's gonna be immortal for the rest of his, you know, for the rest of our life. Whoever follows this sport and know your history, you're gonna know about Ronnie Coleman. You know, you could you could live your life, eh, 
and work a nine to five job eh, and be be a, uh, be a lemming, and nobody's going to know you. And also something else that, and, and I've never achieved this. I've ne- I've yet to achieve this. And but there, but people that get to that level, they do something that ninety nine percent of and it doesn't matter what sport it is, they get to their peak, the optimum. Whether they win Olympia or not, or Arnold Classic or not, you know, wh- whether they win doesn't matter. When you get to a level that you're on stage with the best of everybody else and you can look yourself in the mirror and say, today is the best performance that I can give and will ever be able to give in my life, that that is something that 99.9% of people will never feel to be yeah. that good. You have stretched everything, every mental piece of you know energy you've got, every physical, you have dedicated yourself to something that you can achieve the best that you can possibly be of yourself. No, mm-hmm. Nobody ever gets that. So to be able to be one of those few, regardless of what the sport is, fucking my hat's off to you because it it's a different level. Yeah, like I say, you know, anybody who sacrifices their life eh, and dedicates it for a cause, you know, being the best out of something, why would you undermine his uh, achievements? And, you know, uh, I respect anybody, whether they're, you know, in the Olympics or whether they've written written a best-selling novel or, you know, being good at their craft, being good at your craft, eh, doing something eh, and achieving something at the highest standard possible. Listen... My heart goes off to you. But, you know, social media has given people the confidence to talk shit behind the phone and, you know, put people down. And a lot of the people are just, you know, talking from, um, you know, fake accounts. You know what I mean? And they they say what they want. And that's the problem you've got. You know, know, technology has brought everybody together, closer together. But it's also made everybody feel so isolated as well. You know what I mean, and uh, I saw this. Uh, I, I saw this uh, picture of the day. This uh, this uh, this quote, and it says, "When uh, when telephones were on a wire, people had more freedom." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. It's true. And, yeah, and it's true, and it, it makes you think, really, doesn't it? You know what I mean. Like we got we got this phone now, and all of a sudden we're like, put oh, down. I've got my phone with me. Your life is on your phone. The phone is an extension of your body. And it's like we have become like uh, cyborgs, really. We've got this extension of our phone to us. Like now, I'm talking to you and you're other side of this country. And you know what I mean? We can have this conversation. It's like it's crazy to think that. And it's only, and and it's going to get to the point where. AI will be taking over most things. You know what I mean? It'll be, it'll be. You know, I've I've seen uh, I've seen you know, uh, post on Instagram and Twitter or oh, make friends with an AI. Oh, yeah, I know. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I yeah. I I do. I I I get baffled by it because people will never understand. Like like you and I, you you just hit on something for me that's really important. That once upon a time the phone was connected to a wall. So if you weren't if you weren't in earshot of that phone, you didn't know somebody was ringing, because even not you know, a lot of houses never had answer phones, because <laughs> you know your basic household phone didn't need an answer phone. If you were out, you were out. That's how people knew because you didn't pick up the phone. 
and yeah. and because of that, one of the things that was a weird blessing is we couldn't compare what was happening on social media. So when your dad saw that you were into the bodybuilding, the lifting weights, he went and got you a set of weights that you filled up with water. Now, I'm imagining you would have been like, fucking hell, I have the greatest dad in the world. And when you're pumping those weights, pushing that water around, you're starting to feel pumped up, you're seeing a difference, and you're looking like a king. Yeah. Because you don't have somebody on social media to shit on you for the results you haven't achieved yet. And you yeah. don't have a comparison. So yeah. you get yeah. you, you can get caught up in your own the excitement of your own dream of what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, and the problem you've got also as well is um because you know you're comparing yourself to a lot of people and that pool of people now is the world. Yeah. It's gone from your school where you went to, your college you went to, your area you went to, the whole world. So, you know, you, you got people judging you and, you know, you, and then you have people putting you down. And, you know, you could be training and, and for a week, you see no results. Train for two weeks, you see no results. And then somebody puts you down or you see somebody making more gains than you, but they might could be training longer than you or something, yeah? And, and you give up, you know what I mean? But me, training at home, and enjoying myself training for, I just loved it. And I, I wasn't doing it for anything else. I just loved it because I, 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 I loved watching the movies and copying and mimicking that. And it made me feel good. And I was doing it for myself and I wasn't seeing results straight away. But all of a sudden, one day, you look in the mirror and you're like, wow, I can see a line here. I can see a little, little bicep here. Do you Something's remember happening. the first person that mentioned to you that, oh, you're, you're getting muscles, Zach. Oh, you're looking. <laughs> you just, you would always, I was, I was always an athletic kid. So like yeah. we always did, you know, like strength things. Like, you know, yeah. like we went to a park and we saw who could do the most chin-ups. Yeah, we could yeah. just see who do the most sit-ups. We used to see who could run the fastest. And, you know, we used to do stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it was always, I was always into something strength-wise, you know? Yeah. Who could, or, or somebody will say to me, oh, yeah pick up that big piece of rock there, like a big, you know what I mean, a breeze block or something, you know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that. You know, as a kid, you, you just do stupid things like that, you know what I mean? And see see who could climb up the school roof or something nuts like that. And, yeah, yeah, I, I you did know. a few school roofs, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, you know, it's like it was, we, we lived in innocent times and we wasn't as judged. And now, you know, you could, a lot of people are unhappy because people are comparing themselves to other people. And, you know, can you... Like, I remember my parents weren't rich. I went to school and I had shitty trainers like Gola and High Tech. And then there were kids who had Nike and Adidas. And, it, you know, and it was, it was, it was, it was crap because, you know, I, because my dad, uh, I got my clothing from, uh, he used to call it free clothing them days. Edu yeah. He used to get free clothing from, uh, from education. And and everybody who went to free clothing had this similar type of jackets <laughs> with a stripe on them, and everybody knew you went there. So I didn't used to buy the jackets, you know what I mean, and and stuff well, like had, that. I had an older brother, so I got hand me downs. Yeah, yeah. So, and but you know, now you've got kids, eh? they haven't got the latest phone, they feel shit, and they've got they see kids with money, and they've got more, they've got more friends on social media, they've got more likes on social media. So you take a picture of yourself. 
and you don't get the likes what you expected because you know you haven't got as much friends or and it's just like kids I've got, got so much shit going for them now you know what I mean and it's like it's it's bringing up kids in a, in a world where they're being judged from the day one and and it's not good it's not good you know what I mean and I think technology is good for people used in the right way and I don't think a kid needs a mobile phone until the age of, you know, when they can afford one, when they can afford to buy a phone. If you're well, a kid not. and you can't... Huh? Definitely not. Kids Kids just... The funniest thing yeah. about kids having phones is, have you ever seen those interviews where they talk to the CEOs of social media companies and mobile phone companies? And they say, oh, do, do your kids have um, phones? Are they, do they have social media? No, they're too young. Yeah. Oh, how old are they? Well, 13, 14. No, they don't have a phone and they yeah. don't have social media accounts. Yeah, it's like Steve Jobs, his kids didn't have a phone. It's like Bill Gates, none of his family had the vaccine. You know what I'm saying? It's simple like that. You know, people people don't realize this. They keep technology away from their kids and stuff like this because they want they want them to use their brains like you did in, uh, did in my parents' era. You went to school and you used your brain. To, you didn't use a calculator. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do. And it's the funny thing is as well, is that kids and teenagers today don't realise that if you if you can separate yourself from what's happening on social media and just if you, if you want a social media account, or by all means have it, but just just do it for yourself. That all of those mm. kids who are laughing at you are going to be your fans. There was a thing with Michael Jordan um, I've seen today. He was being interviewed because he's doing, he's just directed the latest Creed. And this woman is interviewing him and she's like, oh, hey, you know, we, we're friends. We went to school and all of that. And he went, yeah, you're the one that took the piss out of me. And you were the one that called me corny. And you were the ones, because yeah. he always wanted to be a model and he always wanted to be an actor. So he had a portfolio, yeah, yeah. and even at school, he was doing everything to be who he could be today. And he pointed out to this girl, or this woman who's interviewing him, because they did go to school, he goes, yeah, you were the one, one of the ones that bullied me. You were the ones that called me corny. You were the ones. And she was like, oh, no, no, not yeah. me. We were just laughing because you were called Michael Jordan. Yeah, bullying me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, and, and that's what I mean. And I feel sorry for kids uh, at, this, this, uh, at this moment because, you know, uh, and anything they get into, uh, anything they get into, they will be judged and they they will be put off. So you need to, you need to raise kids in this day and age, knowing that you know what, be yourself, stick to your purpose. If you enjoy, enjoy something, keep doing it. Do not let anybody put you away from what you enjoy doing. And uh, money doesn't buy, you know what I mean. What's in our heart and balls. You know what I mean? To do what you need to do. And, you know, like any advice I can give to uh, anybody, you know, from my experiences, don't be scared to be judged. You know what I mean? And you will always be judged no matter what, from your looks to how you speak, to what you say, to how you walk, to what you wear. And you know what? These people who are talking shit like this about you, it says a lot about their insecurities, not you. Because obviously... they see something in you, and uh, that basically threatens them. So, taking that, because you're somebody that has got on stage, you has stood there, 
in his posing trunks, done all of the posing, done all of the work, and you must have come in for a shitload of criticism over the years. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. I've been called every name under the sun, you know what I mean, from the way you look to the way you, way you speak, and, you know, you like to yourself, oh, my God, I didn't realise this will be happening now because I remember this was in school when I was young, I used to get bullied, but now it's happening on the internet with my pictures, you know what I mean, saying, yeah, I look like this, so, you know, I speak like this, and what's wrong with them and this stuff like that and you're like wow and you know you have to grow a thick skin straight away and, so how, but and how did you do it because there, there will be people listening to this and <clears throat> and because people will look at you on on social media and they'll be like fucking hell the guy's got balls of steel he's got really thick skin nothing seems to get under his skin but oh, no, don't get me wrong yeah, don't get me wrong, it's like a hundred people could say something great about me and then that one person who, who's an asshole could say something bad. But them hundred comments of uh, what's in, what some people have said nice about me have gone away because some person said something bad. And, and, and I'm just like, why am I concentrating on this negative comment and I should be concentrating on all this positivity? So, you know, before I used to, like, get into arguments with these people and stuff like that and retaliate, now I just think to myself, you know what? Say what you need to say. It's like water off a duck's back, you know what I'm saying? And you have to have that composure and you have to realise do not engage in negativity because it's going to only bring you down to an idiot's level. You keep doing what you're doing, believe in what you believe, and stick to on your purpose. Do not entertain negativity, because once you start entertaining negativity, it will make you bitter, and that's what you don't want to be. Do you know how you manage to focus on yourself and stick to your purpose and keep going? Yeah, because I always looked at the people who commented bad about me, and they were always below me. So you're never ever going to get somebody here who's going to talk negative about you, who's above you, or who's doing well as you. You're only going to get negativity from clowns and troll accounts and people who, you know, who are, who are sat behind there and, you know, who haven't achieved nothing. And that's what you've got to ask yourself. You know what? I actually feel sorry for this person. Look at him. Look at the state of him. He has to put people down to make himself feel better. Well, you know what? Listen, you're not going to put me down with you. I know what I, I know. I've got the minerals to go the the whole way, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to prove it to everyone. And that's where you have to believe in, in your purpose and your journey, and never stop believing in that. It's people who, who you know, it's it's really sad if you allow somebody else to dictate your goals in life and the way you feel. You know what I mean? Like I always say to people, listen. It's fine going jogging on a uh, jogging on every day was sunny. It's on the days it rains and snows what really tests you, really show what you're made of. And exactly same, you know, you can have a hundred people talk nice comment about you, but that one person who talks crap about you is the one what's going to test your personality. It's going to test your determination. You don't want to be around yes men because yes men will make you soft. I like that. I like that. When, when you like, if somebody came to you and said, like, um, that they they just want to start training, but yeah. they kind of, they, but they, what what were your recommendations? Like, if if you're going to say, well, uh, I, just do this for the next two months, I would just say to the person, uh, don't train every day; it will be overkill for you. Train, train twice a week, 
and do race twice a week and then pick another sport once a week. So whether you like uh, tennis, basketball, boxing, uh, football, pick it and enjoy it. And, and you'll tend to enjoy it more. Don't jump into the deep end and then you'll understand that, like, you know, the running around playing football or boxing will help you with your mobility work, which comes in great, uh, what's in now, um, for, uh, for weight training. You know what I'm saying? So you're working on your cardiovascular with, with the other sports like playing tennis, basketball, football, boxing, and then you're building your muscles in the gym with the weights. And do that, you know what I mean? Train your upper body, lower body, you know what I mean? Split it into two. And then once you've been doing that for a few months, uh, three months, and then you can train three times a week. You know what I mean? And three times a week is more than ample. And then, you know, make sure, you know, you're eating, eating three to four good meals a day, you know? and feed that body, you know, eat enough, eat enough protein. Usually always recommend, you know, eat, a, eat, you know, a gram per pound per body weight. So, you know, if you're a 200 pound person, eat 200 grams of protein, 200 grams of carbs, and then, you know, 20 grams of fat, you know what I mean? Split that into six, uh, four to six meals, you know what I mean? And uh, happy days. That's you. That's a good. That's a good base to start off. Don't complicate things. Keep yeah. them simple. Yeah. So flipping yeah. it again, then, if I was say I was up in your area, where yeah. is it? You where is it? You're based. Sheffield. It is Sheffield. Yeah. If you if you so if I was in Sheffield and I said, oh look, you know, I, I want to hire you. What does my for the next twelve months? What does my weeks look like for training? And I'm like, I I want to see what it's like to do what you do. Oh, yeah, but the thing about it, first thing first is I would I would say to you, send me your, what's in I write down your food, what you eat every day for the next seven days. I'll work out how much calories you're having a day then over the seven days. So we work out your diet first and then we'll work out a weight training program. So you know what I mean? So so basically, I'll be, I train one body part a, a day and five days a week. You know, yeah. So Monday I will do uh, chest, Tuesday back, Wednesday arms, Thursday shoulders, Friday uh, legs. So you know what I mean. So yeah. that's what that's what your week will be split into, and then I'll I'll be having six meals a day. You know what I mean. And then you know I have I have time for you know basically work. You know. So you need to work your life around your work. Not everybody uh, is a pro bodybuilder and who who just live in off sponsorships and stuff. You know what I mean? So, you know, I would have to look at your lifestyle and see where your meals are going to fit in, where your training is going to fit in. You know what I mean? And everything from a customized to that. So it's not just one factor. What you'll be doing for the next 12 months, it will not stay the same. Because, you know, after we will see what, how your body is reacting to the amount of food you're eating now. So you might be gaining muscle, things are going great, or you might be gaining fat. So then we have to change the diet and the food, either lower the carbs or the fats or increase the carbs or the fats because you're not, you're not growing as quick, you know what I'm saying? And either you're getting lean too quick, so that means you're burning muscle tissue away and fat, so if you're getting lean too quick, then we need to, you know, have that happy medium, you know? 
So, so, so you like on a week up week basis, we will track everything and make the changes uh, accordingly. You know what I mean? I do, and I find it interesting because you've not yet, and I'm going to quiz you on it a bit more. You've not yet once mentioned any exercises. Everything has been yeah. your diet, your, your yeah, the protein, the carbs, the fats, how it adjusts depending on how you're responding, working yeah. it around what your work schedule is. Because yeah. I guarantee you, I could ask another hundred influencers, if you like, and they'd, they'd tell me what leg day looked like, what chest day looked like, what this looked But you haven't mentioned that at all. Just, what, no, because, just what the days of the no, week are. Yeah, because uh, number one, I haven't seen you do them exercises, so I can tell you how to do bench press. But if you're that is doing bench press and then that's doing bench press, yeah. there's a difference. So, so basically, exactly the same way. Uh, there, there is what's it now? Oh, how do I recommend? There's building a brick wall, and then there's building a brick wall. Yeah, so yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's a quality. There's quality in the work, you know what I mean. So you could go, you could go to a jack of all trades, and you could build you a, you could build your wall, and there's there's holes in there, there's the wall, wall is crooked, or then you could go to somebody, a professional who, who you pay a bit extra to, and he builds your wall, and it's exactly what you need—a fucking wall, straight line. Yeah, yeah, no, that that makes sense. I have to see you train. I need, I need to see how you perform a rep. I need to see how you inhale, exhale on your reps. You know what I mean? I need to see how you hold the bar. I need to see where your head is placed. I need to see the way your body is. I need to see the way you push your weight. Are you pushing it with your palm or your hands over? Is you've got the right hold? You know? Have you got have you got the foam on the bar, or you've got the foam around the bar? Or you're doing formulas, you know what I mean? All these things come into place. It's not just easy. You're just giving somebody a workout plan and say, go and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's, 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 it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, and, and this is why I tried, this is why I tried telling you before, you can't just mimic your favorite bodybuilder and expect you're doing the exactly same exercise as him when you're not. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, no, I do, I do, and that because that's as I said, that's one of the things that I'm finding, I'm finding really fascinating, is because I I can have the same conversation with another trainer, and they they'll just give you a set program, and and you just like, and it's just like, I'm not qualified at anything, but I know enough to know, you know, because I do head injury rehabilitation and stuff for a job, is like I know enough to know there's no generic solution for anybody. No, and, no, and like I have to watch. The you. problem is, yeah, the problem is this thing is you got too many cookie cutting uh, workout plans and cookie cutting diets. You got you know a person will be giving the same diet plan to twenty people and same uh, workout plan to twenty people, and uh, it's not like that. And you know, and uh, the first the first thing in this industry a person needs to know is how to perform a correct rep. As dumb as it sounds, as simple as it sounds, it's the thing what is uh, undervalued. Yeah, but you say that because it's funny. If you, the late John Meadows, he was always on about, I don't care what the weight is, I need you to perform it correctly. Tom Platt yeah. is another one that always talks about, I don't care if you think you can squat, squat properly. 
Yeah. He's like, drop the weight. Yeah. Squat, squat. I always, say, I always tell people, you know, show me a video of you performing that rep. Uh, if you're not close to me, you know what I mean? And I can't, you can't get down to me. Then show me the video and I'll show you exactly where you're making mistakes and see where you need to improve. You know what I mean? Once yeah. we've got the repetition right, then we can start adding weights on. It's the same way when you, when you go boxing and somebody says to you, jab. You know yeah. what I mean? Jab. 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 You know what I mean? There's a way of doing a jab and there's a way of doing the punch. You know what I mean? Exactly the same way with training. You have to perfect that. You know what I mean? That's why you go to a coach, a boxing coach, to tell you how to throw a jab. You know, and, and the way you have to stand and you're bouncing on your toes. You're not stood flat. But you know what I mean? So you got to be, you know, ready like a spring. And it's exactly the same way. It's like if you would go to a boxing coach you know, or a wrestling coach or, or a tennis coach or a basketball coach, why wouldn't you go to a, a bodybuilding coach to show you how to perform that rep correctly? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, no I do. Yeah. I do because people really it, – it's, it's another thing really that people get that – anything to do with weightlifting gets um, a bad press with is people just going for one rep maxes. Should I do this many reps or should I do this many reps? And you'd like, the minute you say, well, can you do it properly? Is yeah. your form any good? And they're like, well, you know, and it's just like, no, no, no for like good form pretty much prevents injury to a degree, you know, certainly a, a step in the right direction, but mm -hmm. it, it, it's yeah. also, it's that, whether or not if your form isn't correct like you saying if, if someone's form isn't correct how do i know you're actually using the right muscle and you're not you're not got another muscle yeah, like you, the, the, you know you could i could give a person x amount of calories just say three thousand calories and uh, and i give them a workout plan and uh, i'm expecting him to be either gaining so much muscle or losing so much fat and he's not and you know the, the thing about it, you can't put it down to one factor. You could, you couldn't, you couldn't possibly not be training hard enough, or you could be overtraining. So you understand, it's like you can't just put it down to one uh, factor. What's going on? And as a coach or somebody who's uh, prepping clients, need to evaluate everything from your lifestyle. Have you got a active lifestyle are you on your feet all the day or you got an office job if you got an office job you won't need as much calories as a person who's working uh, out on the roads you know what i mean digging up uh, you know ditches and stuff like that and you know so everything has to work around your lifestyle your training has to be around your lifestyle you know from the point you wake to the point you go to sleep and you know the point when you're going to train and stuff like this and you know how it all has to connect and fit in, you know what I mean? And this is what people have to pay a coach for, is to put the missing uh, pieces to the puzzle. So, I take it you do take on clients, so I can put a link in the yeah, description. Yeah. yeah, 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 I do too take on a selective amount of clients because there's only so many to deal with with my lifestyle and, you know, how busy I can be at times. So, I only take um, a handful of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you know when you go to a gym, do you is there a part of you that like when you see a modern gym today versus Dorian Yates Birmingham yeah. gym in the cellar? Yeah. 
with you know because they both have their pros and cons i'm sure but yeah. is there one that you prefer yeah i prefer the hardcore gyms you know what i mean like dorian's because you're with the like-minded people but the problem is now when uh, times have changed so even if you go to the bigger gyms or even the hardcore gym you get a lot of people with you know their phones and their tripods and wanting to take okay. film they said that's the thing you have to deal with now and you know Frank, you know, so if you are if you are opening a business up, you have to accommodate for that now. You know what I mean? It's the way, uh, it's the way we, you know, the pendulum has swung now to that social media now, and the gyms have to cater for that now because if they don't, then you're gonna probably lose customers because they're saying, "Oh, I don't want to go there because I can't feel myself." You know, how sad as it sounds. Yeah, I've never thought about it like that. Sorry. I'd never thought about it like that. I'd never thought about yeah. that kind of added pressure from a gym that if you wanted to just focus on an old school approach. Yeah, I think I think the only way you can have an old school approach gym is have your own gym at home, which which I've got. You know, what I mean, I had it in the lockdown. Thank fuck for that. So you know, there's times I train at home when I don't want to be around people and be in my own you know, me space and do what I want to do, listen to what music I want to listen to, knowing that nobody's waiting for that piece of equipment. It's good to have that option. Yeah. And, you know, if you're in a fortunate position like me, do it. You know what I mean? It's yeah, the best no, I'd, I'd have a setup in the garden. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Just like yeah, yeah. some simple bench press, squat stands, squat rack. Well, it's just squat yeah. stands. Listen, you just need just I always said to anybody who wants to have a home gym, all you need is a power rack, all you need is a bench adjustable one and all and all you need is a leg extension, leg curl machine or like a like a all in one and that's it. You've got everything. You can train your whole body with them with them three items. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, that that's pretty much what I've got. I've got um <clears throat> I've got a squat stands that just look like some very large axle stands, and I've got a bench press that um has leg extension and hamstring curl on it. And yeah. I've got a scaffold bar for pull-ups and I've got some dips and I've fortunately got some cables to do cable press and stuff like there that. There you go. What more do you need? To, you know what I mean? Well, that, that's, that's actually what I figured out. Just be more minimalistic. And I focused on a lot of old school, which is, I think is how yeah. I just, um, I'd always thought I was always already following you. I'd been following you for a while on Instagram, but I think that's how I come across you in some old school bodybuilding stuff. Cause I was looking at like, well, what the hell did they do? in old school before they had all of these machines. Like I always say to people, stick to barbells and dumbbells and you and as I explained at the beginning, Zach's phone went dead and that was the end of the podcast there and then. So I hope you enjoyed listening. Please like, subscribe, share. It's always appreciated. And just throw it out there. If you know anybody that would you'd like to listen to or could be a guest, get in touch. Let me know. Appreciate it.